Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stronghold Podcast. After three, three weeks, four weeks? More than six. Is it six? <laughs> it's something crazy. Well, after a month and some change, we are finally back to the podcast. Life has settled down in such a way that we can finally continue doing this thing. Obviously, if uh, you haven't listened in a while, this is the first one we've done since the second lockdown that we had to go through. The gyms closed down again. Everything closed down. Couldn't go out to eat. So, you know, it was a struggle to, to keep the podcast going like that, especially when we're trying to balance the gym life because, uh, you know, we had to open, close the gym, change the regulations, do this, do that. And it was just a little bit of a mess. But we are back and we're back with some potentially good news because uh, not only have the restrictions lifted a little bit, we can finally train without the masks. Thank God. I know some of you guys that are listening to this were training with the masks on with that wet diaper in your mouth after training, having people choke you to death. Jake, did I tell you we were doing the, because we could only do the Muay Thai sparring outside, right, for that period of time. The yeah. only t- thing we could do with uh, equipment was if we trained outside or whatever. So we just went and trained outside the gym, and people were sparring with the mask on, which is super annoying, and a mouthpiece in. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like a good idea, man. You could get hit in the mouth. That thing's going to get stuck. You know, sometimes you got to like spit it out because you're like choking on yeah, it. And yeah, then it's yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden trying stuck to, in your mouth. Trying to pile through the mask and like drag it out of someone's mouth. It's not That's, a good move. No. It was a rough month and a half or whatever for like the, the gym turnout dropped by 60%, I would say. Maybe more, maybe 70, somewhere in there. Like classes, more than half. Because people don't want to train with the masks on, especially the... Muay Thai people don't want to train outside. I thought it was nice. It's that old school Thai shit. Like, I don't mind doing that, the outdoor training. I'm, I've, I've done it for a while. Yeah, the, the problem with that idea is, though, that this isn't Thailand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good luck telling my students who pay a decent price to train at my gym that we're going to go outside in the sweltering heat and hit the pads. Not good. But we're back, and we got some good news. And, uh, Jake, I think we can start off with the the grappling event. Yes, I'm just trying to find the... the What's that? What's that? Instagram. It's the Singapore Invitational. There we go. Singapore. Singapore something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Singapore Grappling Invitational or something like that on uh, Instagram. So uh, your boy is going to be doing the commentary along with uh, Major Overall. He and I are going to do the commentary together for the live stream when all of you guys compete. So if you're competing in this uh, competition, I'm going to be the weird dude calling your fights, freaking out while you're trying to strangle each other. Listen, it's a dream job for me. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do was the commentary. Did you manage to find it, Jake? Let me just double check the the name here. I'm pretty sure it's Singapore Grappling Invitational. They did one right after the last one. Right after the last lockdown, rather. Just SGI, SGI 2, yeah, Singapore Grappling Invitational. That's what it is. So uh, there's, there's a bunch of instructors in Singapore that are going to compete, which is awesome. I know that uh, Professor uh, Bruno Amarim, he's going to compete. He's the coach at uh, Gracie Baja. Uh, we got the coach from Equilibrium. He's going to compete. They've got a few black belts that are going to be doing the competitions. They've got an open no-gi tournament, which is going to be uh, sick. I think it's under 70 kilos. And a bunch of the local people are going to be competing. So we're looking forward to taking this opportunity uh, in a way that I actually viewed this podcast initially was, of course, to cover local martial arts. Uh, yeah, cover local martial arts events, of which there have been none. Yeah, but basically the entire time I've had this podcast, we've been in a constant lockdown, open, close, open, close. So that idea went to shit pretty much. But now with, uh, with tournaments coming back and everything, I'm really looking forward to this. I haven't been to an event in a year and a half, maybe. 
So the fact that I can go and watch some jiu-jitsu and commentate with my buddy and stuff while people try to strangle each other, it's a dream come true for me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very excited for the live event. I'm very excited to see people grapple. It's going to be sweet, dude. They got some very good people competing. It's a well. sick card, yeah. man. It's a sick card. Okay, so can you pull it up? You managed to find it? Yeah. So I think this is, uh, arguably, this is the big one, I think. Yeah, put, that, put that up there. Yeah, so Professor Amarim, fellow alum of the podcast, my dude, he's competing against uh, the Mongolian coach from uh, Equilibrium. I don't know if I've met this guy. I've not met him. I think he's relatively new in Singapore, isn't he? Yeah. Because he, he, he started teaching when Takio left Equilibrium, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm so. going to get, get on to Yang and try and get some insider info for betting. Not it, betting, sorry. Yeah, we should talk to Yang again, the owner of Equilibrium. Just yep. bring him here one day and get drunk and talk shit. <laughs> he, he seemed to like it last time, so we should do it again. Anyway, so okay, so we got the coach from Equilibrium competing against uh, a Bruno from Gracie Baja. That's one of the main events. That's going to be sweet black belt match main event. Then let's uh, there's another uh, coach's uh, there's another main event. Oh right, this is it. Can you pull it up? Yep. Another motherfucking alum of this podcast, Kai Shong, came on with uh, Tiffany Teo and the two of them did a podcast with me together. You guys should go check that out. Kai Shong's awesome. He's a badass. He comes in and trains with me sometimes at, at Stronghold, and. Listen, Glenn from Field Assembly, I'm not trying to talk shit, dude. <laughs> that photo. But you need, <laughs> when you're standing next to Kai Shong, bro, you need a fucking manlier picture. You need somebody painting them abs on you, like 300 shit, finding the perfect downlighting, dude. You got to do like 300 push-ups, fucking get that perfect lighting, and then sit there. You can't let Kai Shong flex on you like that, bro. Come on, man. He does, they've got to, oh, can you, have you got a photo? Yeah, yeah, I'll send you a photo. It's not quite what we meant. Well, you know what the best part about this is? Glenn, you can fucking go and prove us wrong, dude. You can go and prove us wrong, bro. I can't. I have no picks for any of these fights. I don't care if you've been on the, the podcast or not. I'm just excited to see it. Yeah. This is just local jujitsu. People win, people lose. I've won and lost in Singapore against people in Singapore. It just comes with the thing. So I'm just uh, making a little joke. Don't, don't get mad. <laughs> yeah. And then moving on, we have yeah. Gary Tang, another guy who's worked uh, for me. He actually helped cover some classes for me. When I went out of town uh, last time, so Gary is a is another person that I'm familiar with, and he's competing against Arthur, another guy I know. Damn, me and Major were talking about this, right? Because yeah. between me and him, we've trained with or trained pretty much everybody that's that's competing in this competition, <laughs> right? So Arthur's also uh, made some rounds. Another one of Major students. Major's got a lot of guys competing on the card. I got to tell this motherfucker not to be biased. <laughs> When we're sitting there commentating together, I'm going to have to be the, the Dr. Jekyll to his Mr. Hyde. He's going to be screaming nonsense. All of his students are competing. Yeah, me, me potentially on the sound desk going, Major, just, just turn it down, little, bro. Little, I'm just going to start elbowing him and stuff. He don't give a fuck. He'll do what he wants. Uh, so uh, Gary, and, Gary and Arthur, that's nice. Gary's a brown belt. Um, he's, actually, he's the one that signed the development deal with the UFC oh, as okay. well. So, uh, and he's competing against Arthur, who's a seasoned purple belt. That's a good matchup. That should be quite interesting. If I'm not mistaken, I think Arthur's a little bit bigger than Gary as well. So that should be interesting. That's a good fight, man. A lot of coaches in Singapore, these guys are hungry, man. They haven't done shit in so long. They're ready to go. All right, let's see what else we got. Okay. We got Daryl Tan, new fit. I trained with him as well. He and I have a, a, a similar coach. Bruno, uh, Bruno uh, is his coach over at uh, new fit. Bruno Cunha. Not Amarim. And uh, he's an old coach of mine as well. So Daryl and I have trained together. And we trained together for, you know, open mats and stuff like that. Yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. he was at Novena and I was at Bukutima. But we, we would train together. He's a beast. He's got a nasty ankle lock. you got to watch your legs if you're, if you're training with him. And then who's, who's the guy there from Carpe Diem? I can't read his name. Uh, Matteo, apologies if I'm getting this wrong. 
Hurtado Martinez. Okay, so I, I don't know this guy, but uh, I know Daryl's a good purple belt. I think this guy's a purple belt too, and also a competitor. So good matchup here of the purple belts. There's quite a few of them competing. Actually, I think mostly it's purple belts. Yeah. Because in the tournament, there's a lot of purples as well. All right, let's check out the tournament. Let's check out the tournament and see what we got here. Oh, oh there's even more. more. There's this even more. Exciting. Oh, yeah. Leke, my dude. So there's uh, Leke is competing. Leke Machado, he's got to give Major his black belt. So he's going to be fucking going. <laughs> Major's got a lot invested in this tournament, I feel like. I'm going to have to keep this dude under control. Maybe you need a third commentator. <laughs> yeah, so well, I was even uh, talking to, to you about this, uh, Jake. Maybe we should have Major and Tiffany on the podcast like the week before the competition because I'm pretty sure Tiffany's helped organizing it. Major's got connections to pretty much everybody in the fucking tournament. So, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. So who's he competing against? Lecky? He's competing against a wrestler, right? Arnold Kotov from SG Wrestling Federation, but it's ADCC oh. rules, which is awesome. So heel hooks are allowed. Yeah. Even slamming out of, like, slamming out of triangles and stuff should be allowed if it's full ADCC rules. Yeah. I love that it's no gi too. I love that it's no gi. There's a couple super fights that are gi, but I've been vibing no gi lately, man. That's all I want to do is just train no gi. And then uh, we've got a card as well. The ADCC Grand Prix. Let's okay. Bring that one up. So I know a few of these guys. Amarillo's in it. Shafiq is in it. Um, who else do we have there? Oh, uh, Oz. Oz is in it. Oz is another guy who comes in from time to time to train with Kaishong and Tiffany at, at Stronghold. So I know him well. Rolled with him. Who else we got there, dude? Uh, I don't know. Can you just read off the names for me, even yeah, if so you don't know? On the left-hand side, top of the bracket, we've got Oz and Derek, I think it is. Uh, we've got Matsumito and, sorry, I can't see them. Nigel, I believe, uh, on the same side of the bracket. Then the other side, we've got Jar versus Jed and Harold versus... Sorry, just got to jump out. That's Harold Co. I think, as well. I know him, too. Okay, and that's Amiral, I believe. So again, apologies if I'm getting your names wrong. That's all right. Sorry, guys. We're going to learn. <laughs> don't, hey, don't yell at me we're from learn the first. event. Hey, I know a lot of the people in the community, but I don't know every one of you motherfuckers. Some of you guys, <laughs> you know, it takes some time to figure out all of you. Anyway, dude, I'm crunk for this. Uh, Major and I, like I say, are going to be doing the commentary, so it's going to get weird fast, but we're going to have fun. You know, and you know how it is when you haven't done an event in so long, like, I'm literally going to freak out. Like, when people start attacking each other, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm so amped for this. And yeah, maybe the move is to get Tiffany and Major on coming up to this and, you know, we can talk to Major and them a little bit about the training camps that they're doing because I know Major's got several students competing there. Lecky's competing his coach, so they've probably been doing some stuff at, at Impact and at uh, Matrix, Singapore you know, uh, Matrix. But if anyone competing is listening to Monster, yeah, jump on, big themselves up. Yeah. We'll be going for Maybe that. we should have whoever wins the tournament come on the podcast. <laughs> If they want. That's a piss poor prize. But yeah, sure. hey, hey, I'll get you drunk and we can talk shit on the podcast. That's all I can offer, guys. Okay, if you meet me, that's the only thing I can offer you. All right? It's like I can just pay for your drinks and then have a fun, nonsense conversation with you for an hour or two. But yeah, maybe we'll, we'll reach out to... That'd be fun. You know what I mean? Get whoever is the, the big dog of this competition. Whoever wins the gold, bring them in here and get them drunk. See what they say. See if we can get them canceled. <laughs> All right, man. So that's awesome. A bunch of bunch of local guys competing. Uh, I don't know what the capacity is going to be like, though. I mean, are we allowed to have fans? I think there's this, there's all screw rules in place. Uh, it's something like if you can ensure that everyone who's vac everyone who's coming fully vaccinated. Yeah. I think you can have five hundred. If you ooh. can't ensure that, and these numbers aren't one hundred percent accurate, but I think if you can't ensure that, it's one fifty, and everyone's got to do the 
test we've been having to do. You have to get the negative test like right away, right? Yep. Yeah. We have to do them every two weeks at work. Do you have to do it as well? Yep. Sucks. I hate sticking that thing up into my brain. <laughs> every time I do it, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just saying that when I went So to... there will be some fans though. There should be, as yeah, long as they're vaccinated, right? Yep. By then, a lot more people are going to be vaccinated. I, I say right now we're somewhere in the 70 to 80% of the people that at least train with me that are in my circle. Yeah. But most of them have had their second one or their second one has come in or they're in the period afterward where they can where they have to wait two weeks or whatever. but So that one, there will be fans. I'm going to try to convince this of, to Tiffany and maybe Major. We should have, whenever we do the, the commentary, we should have a reaction cam. Right? Yeah. We could even bring the switcher, and you could potentially cut in and out a little bit <clears throat> as well. Because I get so – I love watching those. Like when the – you ever see the UFC ones? Yeah. When they have reactions of Cormier and Rogan and everything. It's so fun just to see people fucking lose their shit the, when people are doing these like great the th athletic events, right? Some of those have become iconic as well, like the Thug Rose one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, obviously we're not the, the focus, but with the switcher you can do the, – the main window would be the fight, right? And then you could cut in a little bit and it would give it a little bit of an editing polish look to it. Maybe the main events we could yeah. do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably not the whole tournament. It might be a pain in the ass, but maybe the main events or something like that could be fun. Anyway, just think. I think it's. I'm right in saying it's being live streamed as well. Yeah, it's being live streamed. So even if you can't get in, you can still watch it. Yeah, it's definitely being live streamed. That's why we're doing the the commentary for it. And then after the event, I think the last one was live streamed and it's up on YouTube as well. Can maybe you can check. I'm not sure. Because they did do one, I believe, right after the first lockdown, or maybe before the most previous one. But they did. They did squeeze one in there, and then this is the next one. I can't and then, see it, but that, yeah, that doesn't right. mean it's not there. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, you guys can all check that out online. I'm sure a lot of you will because there's so many people competing. And yeah, I remember even the last ones going on, putting on the live, the, the live stream. So yeah. So you'll have to figure out. And even Jake might be doing a little behind the scenes it's work me. there as well. Crying. Oh, yep. Behind the fucking computers, making shit happen. And then uh, the following week, even better news. Well, not better. I don't know if it's better, but it's also awesome. The one championship... Big ass card, the biggest one since the one we covered, where we did the. So Jake, what should we do, man? Should we go to that or should we live play it? I and like bring Major and Tiffany and laying down. Like, what's I want to go just because I've not been to a live event in so long. But yeah. if we can't get tickets, we'll do it. Watch it on. We'll properly stream it as well this time. Yeah, well, we're all vaccinated, so maybe we should be able to go. That would be awesome. And that's the that's the following weekend, right? Uh, yeah. 24th. Can you bring that card up? That card is sick. Christian Lee's fighting uh, against Ock, the guy who just beat Eddie Alvarez. Uh, that guy's good, man. That might be a tough fight for Christian Lee. Ock is going to have to survive the Blitzkrieg, though, because Christian Lee comes out like a bat out of hell for the first round. Every, every time Christian Lee fights, I get more and more convinced by him. Yeah, I mean, like every, like, he's undeniable at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, you've seen, we've seen it, and we've seen some of the people who've come up against him. We've been like... Yo, we were all pseudo haters in the beginning. Let's admit it. Let's just be honest. <laughs> let's just let's just be honest about this, okay? And it's not out of like malicious intent or something like that. It's just because he got pushed so hard. But he had the opportunity and took the opportunity to shut us all up. Yeah, he, he's, along with everyone else who criticized him. So he's not been given any easy fights in a long, long time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, no, his record is, in, is insane. It's great. And actually, I was talking to one of my students about this, about, you know, what, what's the potential of him going to the UFC and, and all that kind of stuff. The issue is, let's say he wins against all, I don't know when his new contract is up or, or whatever. You know, he's still young. Was he 22 yeah. or whatever? I feel like he would probably have to take a pay cut to go, of, to, the UFC. to go to the UFC to get harder fights. Yeah. But now, which is always the issue, right? Like, yeah. do you want to get paid less to fight harder people when you're that young? 
Or he could stay for a while and then try to, to go over later on, maybe when he's made his money and he's a higher, higher prospect. But I don't know. It'd be tough to justify like taking a pay cut, losing your championship status, and then going to the UFC and trying to get through the buzzsaw of the lightweight division in the UFC, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. I think... Oh, I'd love to see him do it, though. Yeah, me too. Level. I've, me too. I've got faith in him. I think he'd be... Oh, I think he could definitely compete. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to fucking knock everybody out like he has been. No. But I think he could definitely compete there. He's young, And he's young, right? Yeah. Like, everybody's expectations, I feel like, are, were, were too low, and then now are a little too high, when realistically he's 22, right? Like, he's still pretty <laughs> young in this game. 21? That might even be 21. I don't even know if the fucking kid can drink yet. You know what I mean? So, but either way, he's fighting Auk. That should be a good fight. That Auk guy's a beast, man. He yeah. is a beast. But his takedown defense is a little suspect sometimes. He's tough, though. He, he's got good wrestling. He does the right things, but he was able to, he did get dumped a few times in his most recent fights. So you just got to survive that initial blitzkrieg that Christian throws at you. If you can get him, if you can drag him out later on, like uh, Martin Nguyen did, yeah. you can start to, once he settles down a little bit, you can start to do some work, but you got to survive. You got to get that. Yeah. So that's a good fight. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for that one. The second one is, who do we got? El Capitan and who? Medis Atut. I don't know these guys. Uh, this is the kickboxing, kickboxing. right? Yeah. I'm totally going to watch it because one's kickboxing is absolutely amazing. I don't know everybody. I don't know the top guys, but I'm going to definitely watch that because those never disappoint. No. One's kickboxing is the best in the world right now. Yeah. I don't know why Joshua Pacheo is fighting the Saruta guy again. I believe this is the third time they've fought. Can you check that for me? I'm pretty sure that they, not. I'm pretty sure they fought like three out of four times. They just keep putting these uh, these guys together. Saruta won, and then uh, Pacheo won, and then they're back again. But it wasn't that long ago that they fought. Although maybe I'm just in a time loop, a COVID time loop, and it it could have been you five years ago. It could have been five years ago for all I know. I have no idea. Oh yeah, three. No, you you are entirely correct. Okay. If you bring it up, there's. Yeah, and three and, three back to back fights. Yeah, yeah. Look at that, and then again, and then they're gonna do it again. Oh no, sorry. Oh no, no that's no, that's no, Naito. That's Naito. So this is the yeah, third yeah. one. Okay, but he did fight Catalan and uh, Alex Silva in between that. I mean, it just seems like Alex Silva, uh, Saruta, and Pacheco. They just keep yeah revolving, 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 revolving. Anyway, but the the fight is good. They're they're both they're the best two in the division. I feel like for sure their fights have been super close. So definitely into that. Martin Nguyen back on the card. Against uh, Kim Jae Wong, is it Kim Jae Wong? Wong. Okay, I don't know who that guy is, but Martin Wen's always good, good fun to watch. Former two division champion, and then going through, we got Victoria Lee a little further down. God, I don't know, man. I still feel weird about Six, it. Sixteen year old Victoria Lee versus what looks like a fully grown woman. I I know. Like, I don't know. What's your opinion on these sixteen year olds fighting <laughs> in one? <laughs> I mean. You wouldn't get away with it if we weren't in Asia. Let's put yeah. it that way. Like, there's no. You mean way. America? Oh, if we weren't in Asia. Yeah, if yeah. We, no, yeah. Like, there's no way the UFC are going to be rolling out a 16-year-old girl to fight. Yeah, because what happens if this teenager gets like knocked out? This kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It, it's not a good look if a 16-year-old boy or girl like doesn't actually matter about gender. It's not a good look if a 16-year-old's getting knocked out gold. And by the way, the way that one chooses to market these 16-year-old girls sometimes is super fucking creepy. Can I just say that? Can I just say that? I saw there's a post by Victor Kui on his Instagram from. I think two months ago or something like that. And it was literally a picture of Victoria Lee and then it was Wonder Girl. And then it said, the reference was, was would you swipe right? 
I mean, no, no, I wouldn't because they're children. And I'm like, these are two 16. Why would you frame them in this context of like Tinder swipe? What are you doing? This is like the fucking, the, see the matchmaker, the Victor Kui is like one of the heads, the second to Chachri. Yeah. Like, would you swipe? What are you doing, dude? So that's fucking weird. First of all, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I mean, I may be able to find it. I don't need to find it. You, no, you guys, I don't need to see you guys it. get the idea. It's there. I yeah. promise. I even commented on it. I, I wrote it. On, I Instagram commented on it. I was like, kind of a weird way to frame this, <laughs> right? Would you swipe right on this? Uh, yeah. If you want to go to fucking jail, yeah, like <laughs> enjoy prison. Uh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Anyway, I, I'm conflicted about it. I mean, I guess if they want to, they can. And if they get parental consent, what can you say? Yeah. It just seems like a weird move to put that kind of stress on your 16 year old daughters. You know what I mean? It's. I wouldn't be. It's a lot. I wouldn't be signing my kids up at 16 year old to be like, yo, go be one of the faces of this huge martial arts organization. But then again, to be fair, it is different in Asia, right? Like, yeah. I mean, kids in Thailand, they fight from when they're five, right? And they're, yeah. they're stadium champions by the time they're 16. Like, those those kids that win Lumpini every year are all like 16, 17. Yeah, I, I once saw, um, I went to watch kickboxing in Thailand and like two, what, 13, 14 year olds beat the shit out of one another until they were a bloody mess. I was like, I'm not overly comfortable with this. Yeah, exactly. But also blood. Yeah. Yeah. But also, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say shit. I, you know, if they want to do it, I guess they can do it. It's just a little weird. But uh, I'll watch it. I'll see how this goes. You just can't help but always feel a little concerned, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's hard enough for fucking adults. Like, yeah. For guys and girls in their 30s and 20s and their athletic prime. But, you know, one knows what they're doing. Like, they're not trying to throw these guys to the wolves. Ooh, we lost a late there. They're not trying to throw them to the wolves, right? They're going to no, give them the I, right I fights that make sense. Yeah. I assume the woman that she's been given to face isn't, you know, a top champion from a former organization or something like that. It'll be someone who's the right level. Yeah. You just don't want to be that person. No. You don't want to be the, the 28, <laughs> like the 35-year-old woman that gets fed to 16-year-old Victoria Lee to lose or something like that. <laughs> I don't think that that's going to be the case, but... Nonetheless. All right. Is that, that's pretty much it, man. There's a lot of good fighters. What else is on there? Can you just scroll through? Uh, the only one we missed is there anything was else? the heavyweight belt, uh, Amir. Alakbari. Yep. And Anatoly. Okay, I don't know who those guys are. All right. Fine. Well, I'll go. I'll be excited. I want to get back into watching one. It's just been kind of, ugh. I can't go. Can't go watch. I like to watch them, right? We used to do yeah. that regularly. Yeah. So I just need to get back into it. Plus, the COVID stuff has been going, like, it's tough to get the right fights. hard to bring people in and out. They're all quarantining and stuff. It's just... Quality has been a little uh, lately, but yeah, I was saying to you earlier that uh, all the UFCs of late have been a bit nah. Yeah, like there's not been a good one. Probably. There's good fights and there's cool knockouts and stuff, but like the high profile ones that get everybody sweating and yeah and stuff like that. I mean, the next one is like Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul. That's probably the next big fight, right? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be the next big one. That'll be what. Yeah, outside of McGregor, that'll be what gets the most eyes on it. The yeah, that's of events. What's the date on that? That's twenty fourth weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that might be a tw- twenty, the week before the twenty fourth or whatever. Something like, it's in two two weeks, maybe something like that. I'm really curious about this fight, man. I rewatched uh, I rewatched Jake Paul and Ben Askren today. It did not make me happy, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. I went through. Thirtieth. Thirtieth August. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. It's next week, right? That's yeah. next. Oh, whoa, should we do something for that? Maybe we should do a little something, something. I don't know what we can do, but ah, I'd probably be on one at work. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be watching it at work in my office, pretending I'm doing something. It's on Saturday, though, right? Here? Or Sunday Monday. morning here? Here? I don't actually know. I think here it's it's Sunday morning, like oh, the UFC, okay. right? Because it's Saturday night in the US. 
this is this is the problem I had all the way through the Olympics, which we're going to talk about. That I was looking at times of events and then thinking, all right, so now I've got to add eight to that. And sometimes I'd actually seen the Singapore time. This is international time difference is annoying. Yeah, it was hard to follow it all. Like yeah. I, I would watch it in bursts and then I would end up missing the gold medal match because it was on like four o'clock in the morning or whatever the case was, yeah. right? It was, it was something like that. But yeah, man, I rewatched this Askren Woodley, uh, the Askren Jake Paul fight this morning, and it was interesting because I don't know if you remember this, but in the first 30 seconds of the fight or something, Askren nails him with an overhand. Right, he hit him pretty hard. Yeah, he, he caught a good one. Yeah, right. But Ben Askren does not really punch that hard, so it didn't really do much. But like right off the bat, he got clobbered with Woodley's power punch, and a few other ones were pretty close. Yeah, and it got me thinking, man, Woodley in the he, first Woodley round, hit you with one of In the first round, you get hit with one of those, you're fucked. You're yeah. done. Woodley's still got tons of power, and he's still been fighting. You know, like his last fight against Vincente Luque was a good fight. Yeah, it was the first fight in like four or five fights where he actually went after him. Right, usually he does that thing that drives me crazy, where he's like alongside the fence, just with his right hand loaded like a nuclear weapon, and then people just outpoint him, and he spends his whole time circling the fence, like on his back foot, right, trying to lull people in so he can crack them. Yeah. And then eventually he just gets so far behind, and he runs out of time. Yeah. Right. And then, but when he fought Luke, it was back and forth. Woodley hurt him bad. By the way, Luke is one of the best in the division now. He just beat. He just choked out Michael Chiesa. That was a good fight. Did you yeah. see that one? Yeah. yeah so that was awesome. He caught him with a Darius, right? Yeah. Amazing. And I mean, he, other than the loss to Wonderboy, also he's got, I think, like a 95% knockout rate or something insane like that. And Woodley went in there, fought him, hurt him. And that was his most recent fight was a war against one of the absolute best in the, best strikers in the division. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, Jake Paul. <laughs> has, I mean... Like, has Jake Paul ever been punched properly? He's never been tested in a fight. That's no. Maybe in the gym, but it's not the same. He's bit... You know, Jake Paul's worth a lot of money. You tend to get surrounded by like yes men and all right, his coaches saying, Oh, you're great and stuff like that. But and I don't know the answer to this. Are they actually testing him? Are they putting him in with people who are gonna actually hit him? Or is he getting a lot of yes men saying, Oh Jake, you're so good at boxing. Look at look at what you did to Ben Askren. I, I feel like the word on the street is that he's actually pretty committed. He's yeah. pretty dedicated and he's training the right way. He's got good trainers. Yeah. He's got good guys that I don't think would let him get away with much. And once you sign the dotted line across Tyron Woodley, we, you know, like your coaches can't let you get away with shit anymore because that no. dude will decapitate you. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. The, the thing is that makes it interesting, right? First of all, Jake Paul's way younger. Woodley's obviously he's at, he's past his prime for sure, but he was still competitive. He was still Top 10, top 15. Yeah, he's yeah. still around there, right? He could still beat a lot of people in the top yeah. 15. And uh, not the top five. No. Maybe outside the low end of the top and 15. He'd be there probably if he was still fighting in the UFC, right? But Jake Paul's never been tested. He's never had that kind of experience. The issue will be the styles, right? Because it's a boxing fight and things happen differently when other options are limited, right? Like if he comes in with a square stance where he's used to checking kicks, it's way easier to get hit down the middle when you square up that stance. That's why boxers turn the shoulder forward, right? They, they narrow the center line. Yeah. So they turn in that lead toe, they bring the, re the shoulder forward. They don't have to worry about stuff coming up low from the legs. They don't have to worry about blocking leg kicks. So, you know, if, if, the, if you change the style, how's Woodley in a ring? Does he know how to move around? Like, does he know how to cut his angles and pivot around it? Cause does he know that backing up against the rope with your right hand cocked in the air isn't going to work as and, a tactic? And the reason why even more pronounced this time is because there's a corner, yeah. right? There's a corner now. Because you can skirt along the side of the octagon, but there's no right angles. 
right? Like in yeah. a boxing ring, you're dealing with right angles. So you can get pressured into the corner where you really can't get out without being in serious danger. Yeah. Right? Now, after rewatching the Woodley Askren thing, or the Askren Paul thing, I, I would say that, you know, Jake didn't really do much. All he did was like jab, jab the body overhand. That's yeah. all he did. I mean, the fight lasted two and a half minutes or whatever it was. Right? The Nate Robinson, there's zero threat from him. There's yeah. zero threat from Ben Askren, other than he did hit him with that overhand. So that is something to keep an eye for if you're cheering for Woodley. There's just so many unknowns. You can't pick, you can't make a statement without feeling like an asshole. Like if you, <laughs> if you pick Woodley, you, you, some people feel like an idiot. And if you pick Askren, people feel like an idiot. I mean, I just got to think Woodley, Woodley gets it done. But I also thought Askren would get it done. And in retrospect, that makes me look like I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> but everyone thought that, yeah, like Askren was going to win because Askren's a world champion mixed martial artist, mixed martial artist, and Jake Paul's a you know YouTuber who does boxing. But you know, Askren's never been known for his punching power, never been known for his striking. Woodley's known for those two things. And this is the difference: Woodley's got a fucking chin on him. Yes, like he's got a chin. He takes a beating sometimes. And he literally doesn't go out unless he's like unconscious. He yeah. doesn't stop. He 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 may not be able to dig himself back and come back and win, but he still keeps going. Like all of his all he's of his durable. losses, like after when he went on his a little bit of his skid. I'm trying to think. Most of them just went the distance. Only Col- uh, uh, only Colby and Luke. Colby yeah. he broke his rib yeah. in the fifth round or whatever, right? When Osman beat him, did he knock him it was out? Decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. I decision. So. And yeah, so there was a decision there, and then there was like a decision in his next fight, and then you know what I mean. So, but he's been in there. He's durable. He's not going to get... No. But nobody knows how durable Jake Paul is. No. He's never been hit hard, right? Like, he's never been hit once, really. So, you know, all of that remains to be seen. You, don't, you won't know how that shakes out until you actually see him under some pressure, right? I think Woodley will bring... It's a fun fight, I'll say that. It's a fun fight. I'm excited. Maybe we should do some reaction or something like that. We'll definitely, we'll definitely be talking about it. So I'm just trying to see if there's anyone. Because sometimes, like Billy Joe Saunders fought on one of the Paul's undercards. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, there's yeah. some good fights. There, is a, there was one decent fight on the undercard. I can't remember. The, oh, Manny Pacquiao also fought today. Lost, unfortunately. But he's fucking old, so. Yeah. Yeah, so next weekend. So that would be a good one. We'll cover that, obviously, immediately on the podcast. And then... Uh, but, yeah, Tommy Fury's on... Yeah, that's who it yeah, is. Yeah. That's who it is, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury's on the undercard. He's the first fight, I think. Yeah. So, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll stream it. <laughs> I won't know. pay for it. Hey, I didn't say... You said what? that. I didn't say that. I won't be able to watch it. I'm at work, so... Oh, yeah. Well, it's Sunday, though, right? Did I we... genuinely don't oh, okay. know. Whatever. Anyway, we'll figure it out. All right, man. Let's let's move on. So, we got Woodley. We got Askren. We covered one. We covered the grappling tournament. Uh, there were some fights today. You know, uh, Kelvin Gastelum lost to... Uh, Jared Cannonier, pretty close fight. Nothing that spectacular. Cannonier's got some power, dropped Kelvin in like the third round. And then, you know, uh, kind of just rode out the decision there toward the end. Kelvin won the fifth, but uh, Cannonier wasn't really pressing forward. So Cannonier's still ranked number three. So he's just there in line for maybe whoever wins between Izzy and Whitaker. Yeah. You know, because they they're the only people that Izzy hasn't starts yet, pretty much, is Cannonier in the top five. So. Yeah. But other than that, the fights were. Oh, there was one sick uh, finish, though. Can you. Can you go to uh, ESPN MMA's Instagram? There's a, a sick, a sick wheel kick knockout from today that we have to take a look at. If you go to ESPN MMA, uh, it's it's on their channel. Uh, it's keep going a little bit. Yeah, this one right here. The the be the left center of your screen. This one. Yeah. 
Yeah, put this thing on, dude. This is fucking crazy. If you didn't catch the UFC prelims today, one of the absolute knockouts of the year in the last five seconds of the fight. The guy was winning the fight already anyway, but one of the best setup spinning wheel kicks. It's like Edson Barboza, Terry Adam level. Here we go. All right, let's put this thing on, man. This is just ridiculous. Boom! Look at that. This guy is out cold. Hopefully they show us a, a, a better angle here. I mean, it was ridiculous. He caught him circling the right way. He was in his southpaw stance. And then the guy started circling to his right. He switched his stance, stuck a little hand out there. Boom! Hit him with a wheel kick. Flush knockout. This guy's good too, man. Watch this. Boom! The ref just gets in the right. Huh? The ref just gets in the right. He eats it. Yeah, so that was one of the knockouts of the year for sure. I uh, can't remember the guy's name. He's a Chilean fighter training out of Chicago with uh, Bilal Muhammad and uh, Yaya Rodriguez. There's a lot of good guys coming out of that gym that they're at in Chicago as well. Yeah, so that was it for the UFC today. Nothing too much to, to cover. I did want to touch on the Olympics a little yes. bit. A little bit, because I don't know how many of you all had Olympic fever here, but I had Olympic fever. I, given the fact there was nothing else to do, I just watched. And my favorite thing about the Olympics is that I find I can become an absolute expert in any sport in the world after watching it for 30 seconds yeah. and start telling my wife what the person needs to do. You see, the execution on the somersault was a teensy <laughs> bit off. Teensy bit off, okay? Didn't stick the landing. Yeah, yeah I also oh, feel oh, the same the way. The diving, oh, there was some splash back there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was really interested in the martial arts. I watched the boxing for a few days. But it's like the thing you said. I, I would watch it in like four-hour runs, and then I would stop, and then I'd watch it the next day, and I'd often already miss the medal matches or, or whatever because of the time difference. But uh, just shout-out to the USA Wrestling. Crushed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. I think it's the first year we've ever beaten the Russians in like <laughs> 20-something years or whatever. Yo, the Russians Three weren't gold there. medalists. The Russians weren't there. It was the, the ROC. ROC. Yeah. I mean, and it really just begs the question, what was the point of even punishing? Yeah. Oh, like, well, you don't get to fly your flag. Yeah. Okay. Take steroids. Just, you can't fly your flag. Oh, okay. Wicked. They're I'll take all, those steroids. Then. They're all like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Don't change the fucking flag. But yeah, so uh, I, I was watching it a little bit, but the wrestling was just insane. Gable Stevenson, that 21-year-old guy, you see he tagged UFC, uh, Dana, Dana White in his uh, Instagram after he won, which yeah. is crazy. This kid's like 21. Right, he's he won the uh, national championship in the U.S. as a uh, sophomore. Right, so he's still got two more years he can compete at the collegiate level, and he's already the fucking best <laughs> yeah, in the world. Champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine being the poor son from like some not quite so good college showing up first day back to like take him on. I don't think it's ever happened to be honest. If it has happened, I don't know. Even like the legends, right, like Dan Gable and Cale Sanderson, and everything they finished their co collegiate years yeah, and then they went to the, the Olympics. Olympics. He won the national championship, then went into the Olympics and can go back and compete against these like college kids who by now he's one of the best in the world if he wants to. Or he can be in the WWE or he can, you know, yeah. have like three or four fights and then be in the UFC. He needs like two years of training and then he's UFC ready. Yeah. Amazing. Did you see his match? Did you see the highlights of it? No. I Amazing. Didn't. He won with one second left. He was down uh I think he was down one point, maybe two points. And then literally, like, went in on a double, started cutting the corner. He just spin, 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 spin. Just takes the step behind. You hear the timer go. And then he's literally, like, he doesn't know if he got there. Nobody knows if he got there or not. And then they gave him the points. It was just, like, like one second left. Yeah. Fucking amazing. This is the most dramatic wrestling moment I've ever seen. Because there's never, like, a... You, a lot of times you see him get defeated. If they're down with, like, they know there's, like, 10 seconds left. But they know they're fucked. And they'll just kind of circle the mat and do whatever. Yeah. He was hustling for... 
every millisecond and he got it. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. And then uh, a couple other really good Olympians as well. Uh, Kyle Dake got bronze, but in the hardest division. He's the guy that uh, won four national titles in a row in four different weight classes. First person to ever do that got bronze. The guy he uh, lost to in like one of the biggest wrestling matches of all time, uh, Taylor, he got gold. And then there was the girl, the, the black girl, something Mensa Stock. She won. Oh, the girl who went absolutely wild in the celebration. Yeah, 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 she, yeah. I didn't see the match. She's amazing. Her celebration was amazing. She's amazing, dude. She fucking killed it. She fucking killed it. And then the the girls just ended up the junior uh, the junior is it the junior Olympics? Yeah, the junior Olympics yeah. girls girls just went and they're the number one team in the world too. The female wrestling, yeah. the U.S. is number one. I'm like, damn man, the girl wrestling kicking ass. They were so good. Charmaine was loving it while we were sitting there watching it. It's not, I mean, they're fucking snapping and shooting, snapping and shooting, and dragging and gut wrenching each other and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, there, there are no British people in wrestling, so yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch that's any of Not them. your forte. No, it's just. I, tell my, I did watch some boxing though. There was a lot, a lot of like, uh, there were a few Scottish people, Irish people, English people in the boxing. Yep. And it's the, um, the uh, when we're going to talk about it, the taekwondo as well. We did all right there. Oh yeah. Uh, weird sport. <laughs> you did good in the taekwondo. Yeah, we've got a few, uh, it's popular few, in Europe. few silvers. Yeah, it's okay. very popular. Yeah, you want to bring up that, that <laughs> knockout that I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has seen? This is what you call fake martial arts, guys. And, and I, I mean this with no disrespect because it's not the athlete's fault. It's the fucking rules. But the idea that you can lose a match by knocking someone out in a gold medal match in the Olympics is absolutely absurd. Also, that guy like ran face first into that kick. So if you don't know what we're talking about, which I'm probably most of you do. There was the, they were fighting for the finals in the Taekwondo uh, for the Olympic gold medal. And one of the guys like ran in to try to punch or kick or something. And the other guy just threw a quick front leg head kick. Boom. Caught him, knocked him out. Gold medal. One. Runs around celebrating the mat. All of a sudden, like, you know, the guy's unconscious on the floor. Yeah. And then the referee disqualifies him. And the guy ends up losing because you're not allowed to. It's illegal to knock out your opponent. Oh, wait, was that Taekwondo? Was that the karate? I believe it was... Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure if it's Taekwondo or if it's karate. Because what's coming up, and I didn't see it, is the it's saying it's karate. Okay, um, no. it might be karate then. Yeah. I'm not sure. Can you uh, pull up the GIF or pull up the little clip? Because yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely crazy. The idea that you are not allowed to knock people out is good in the sense that it protects the fighters. But when you're dealing with a gold medal match... Yeah. You need to change those rules. It's fine if you don't want people getting knocked out going up through the tournament, right? And you need a little bit more control. But by the time you get to the finals, if you're, if you're fighting for a medal, you should be able to knock out. I mean, that is a world championship. You're saying you can't knock somebody out in a fight for a world championship? Come on, man. But there's some... Sorry, I'm just trying to find it. No, it's okay. There's some screwy things in Taekwondo as well. Like the point scoring system is all broken because the least effective strikes seem to score the most points. Yeah. So like a lot of the time, the, the um, British woman who was in the final lost on this, you like clinched up together and they sort of flick their foot up and it just glances your head slightly. Like you couldn't hurt someone doing it. Yeah. Like you definitely couldn't knock someone out. That gets the most points. But then the British fighter was like whacking this woman full power in the sternum. Like if it was a real fight, it would have stopped the fight if they didn't have all the padding on. But sometimes she was getting one point for that. Sometimes they weren't even giving her a point for it. So it's like a kick that wouldn't hurt anybody gets four points. Something that would probably stop a fight 
doesn't even score sometimes. It's a crazy rule set. Yeah. And it's weird that, you, I mean, you're not supposed to knock out in the Olympics boxing either, but it happens. Yeah. Right? And if it happens, especially because... If it happens, yeah! <laughs> but you also see that, like, the person was running forward. Yeah. I I'm mean, it, it, it. it doesn't take that much power if I land flush and your weight is moving into it, right? And it's quick. It, and if, if it's accurate and it hits the exact right spot at the right time, it really doesn't take that much power. And the problem with doing that, like you say, where they change the rules in Taekwondo because it's all about touches, yeah. right? And they specifically say that you can't knock out, so or karate or whatever. I think it's both. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to knock out in both. But what it does is it, it just neuters the martial art because power is one of the most important <laughs> things when you're fighting. Like if somebody just throws a kick at you and they're flicking, it, flicking you, like I'll walk through that all day, Yep. right? Now, sometimes like that guy, that kick he threw, that was a hard kick. Yeah. Like that'll fuck you up. But generally, you're right. They're, they're touching each other with these really quick th – and then they separate them. And then, you know, they get to the point where oh, the, they separate them. The fact that they cannot kick each other in the legs as well. Yeah. So anyone who's ever tried Muay Thai is sort of looking and going, I could win then. And why would you allow kicks to the head but not the legs? Yeah, what are we doing, Taekwondo? What are we doing? Like, in that sideways stance, I'm going to calf kick you two times. And, like, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to be able to do shit. No. You're not going to be able to do shit. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But – you know, this is my issue with all, all of these kinds of things, though, is that the rules start to manipulate the sport in a way where you shouldn't have to. It's like, okay, you want to create a kicking martial art? Fine. We don't punch each other. That's cool. But we can't kick you below the waist? Like, yeah. what are we doing? We can't knock you out? What? what? <laughs> you can't punch to the head, but you can kick to the head? You have to punch to the chest and to the body. Okay? But then that doesn't score, so it's so screwy. Yeah, it's like, all right, whatever. Anyway, did you manage to find that? No, I can't, oh, find, sorry, I can't find right. the video, but yeah, it, it looks like it was the karate final. It's saying there was a, yeah, a KO led to a disqualification, which is insane. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, hopefully they solve that. I mean, I, I'm all for it when you're, you know, if you have eight fights in that day, right? Because these are little yeah. little things where they, they're tournament style, so they compete often several times in a day. I get why you don't want them knocked out going through the tournament, right? Because then, oh shit, you, you know, you could be real trouble. And if they do tons of power, if it's really power heavy and you have to go through four fights... You know, but kickboxers do it, boxers yeah. do it, God, MMA might, fighters do it, sambo fighters do it. In the UFC. Yeah, it's like you can't have a world championship match set up with no consequences. It's not real. <laughs> it's yeah. not. There have to be the consequences. That's the why it's compelling. That's why it's martial arts. And if you take that away, it's like okay, nobody's gonna watch. Who wants to watch? Like everybody feels like that other guy lost, right? Like the guy that got knocked out. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. Moving on. So, yeah, sh shout out to the USA wrestling team. Donald Trump, let's go. Let's go, Donald Trump. <laughs> no, Biden takes, quality, takes the credit. Uh, Biden, Biden can't train that wrestling team. Come on. <laughs> it's all Trump, dude. <laughs> all right, man. Sending him through messages of encouragement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, what else we got going on, man? That's, that's... I think we've covered, covered the fights. Not a lot else. Yeah, we pretty much covered everything. I think... Uh, I just can't wait for the local stuff to start happening again. Just get, I really want to like get the local scene moving. I was even thinking, I don't know if we can get away with this, but can you get away with like doing an open mat now if it's only vaccinated people? I think the rule of five, groups of five still applies to pretty much everything. So. But you could still like, one thing I was thinking of was maybe doing like a two hour open mat and then saving like 10 slots for two separate sections, right? Yeah, that you could do. Something like I that. Think. Yeah. Because, you know, if I'm like, hey, we're having an open mat, give me five five of you or two sets of five. 
and we see however many people want to come and then we get them in obviously they have to be fully vaccinated and everything like that shouldn't be any rules with that right you could do a um, quintet oh no could you do a quintet two teams no because that would be more than five yeah that'd be Eventually. more than five yeah yeah, but an open mat should be fine, right? Yeah. Has anyone done an open mat yet? Not Since that I've seen. Maybe we should be the first. Oh. First to potentially get in trouble for <laughs> breaking yeah. the rules. First to be closed down. Unintentionally. Yeah, but I'm happy to see everything getting back to normal. Happy to be doing the podcast again. That's that's nice. Happy not to be training with a mask on and feeling like I've done a 60-minute shark tank after rolling one round at like 80% power. And now we can potentially travel again. They've opened up Germany and Brunei. If I, like if I went to Germany, I would definitely accidentally get lost and end up in Amsterdam. Yeah. I get the, you could probably check your passport though. I'd be like, oh, oh, now that stay at home shit is gone. Now you gotta, you gotta do two weeks again. No, I don't think they've got passport controls in Europe. They didn't last time. So I if you there. fly into Germany, you can just take the train to like England and then take the train back and leave Germany and you wouldn't have to do stay at I'm sure they thought about this. Not, it's not, not like, England, I'm a fucking genius not here. Not England, because we were like, we don't want to be in Europe anymore. But, I'm fairly certain you could rock up in Germany, get on a train, get into Amsterdam, and come out of Amsterdam, and no one would be any the wiser. Everybody loves Amsterdam. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Obviously, I'm going for the you know the beautiful canals and uh, the Van Gogh Museum. That's not what I'm going, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, and also, they opened it up. I don't know if this is a coincidence or not. Maybe this is my conspiratorial brain thinking, but they also opened it up right before Oktoberfest. Those sons of yes. bitches. To right be fair, before Oktoberfest. If you, if you don't actually have to go to Amsterdam, you could go to Germany and go to Hamburg and down the Reaper Bar. That's what I mean. Go to wild. Germany. Yeah. Now that they've opened it up, Oktoberfest. <sighs> if only I had known, I would have planned the time in advance to, to go. Yeah, but what, And it, no stay-at-home notice when you come back. What is a plane ticket going to cost you? That's the question. I mean, I don't know, man. I honestly don't know how much the demand will be outside of Singapore, right? I mean, yeah. who knows? It might not be that bad. Plus, they're so desperate, I'm sure, to get people going. That yeah. But I'm sure a lot of people are booking trips to Germany now. A lot. Me included. As soon as, I, yeah. as, soon soon as, as I this podcast's over, you. Yeah, exactly. I've got to go with you to help produce videos. Yeah. Honestly. It's, work, it's a work thing, guys. Yeah. It's a work thing. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'm pretty comfortable with this. I think we can wrap this up. It's nice to have uh, all of you guys back. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're really going to be putting a lot of attention on this uh, grappling tournament. So if you're competing and you want to send me some, some cool shit or you want to come talk or you want to do whatever, just... I think let me know if you're competing and you want to send through you know like how the uh, Irish travellers do the videos and stuff like that calling one another out just send us some of those we'll yeah if you want to send out. me some hype videos and you talking shit to your opponent I will happily <laughs> I will happily play into that I will be I'll be your hype man okay we'll get some shit start, we'll put some consequences into this we'll get a little, some storylines you know what I mean a little friendly trash talk you know offer us a few beers we'll, we'll produce a little video yeah. for you hey we're easy man <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to be back doing this again uh, on the regular. Uh, also, we're going to be putting a particular emphasis on some some uh, technique videos for you guys. I've got a lot of stuff in mind. I've already outlined like three different videos that I'm going to be doing uh, that I hope you guys will find interesting. And then uh, we're going to continue to keep doing this podcast, breaking stuff down, bringing in all the local coaches and fighters and, and just chatting and uh, getting drunk with them. We good? All good. All good. All right, everybody. Good to be back. This is the Stronghold Podcast. Thank you all for listening and have a good day.